Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And I will always remember that one time I forgot to say my name, but <laughs> if you were I'll... like, welcome to Read It or List It. Crickets. Wait, I think it's happened twice. Because there was that one time where I like started talking and then I was like, wait, I forgot to say my name. But then there's that other episode where before the theme song starts, you have like the blooper where I'm like, welcome back to read it or list it. And then it's silent and you go, you have to say your name. <laughs> you know, I, we always pick on Phoebe because she's the one that opens every episode. But what you don't see behind the scenes is I'm the one that is responsible for starting us on time and doing the countdown timer and I mess it up all the time but we haven't hit record yet so you don't <laughs> see my blooper so I'm not perfect either um Thanks, sir, every time I do it I'm like yeah you know I just wanted you to know that I wanted the listeners to know that we are both equally failures sometimes <laughs> I mean, obviously, when we're like, we're back, and then months go by, and we're like, we're back again. <laughs> no, guys, we're really back now, for yes. sure. It's just, it's so difficult, because Phoebe and I have quite literally the opposite schedules. Like, I don't, I haven't read this book, and I don't know why I reference it all the time, but, like, I feel like the premise of the flat share is Phoebe and I with our schedules. Like, we can't find time. Like, we just send notes to each other during the day because we don't actually have the same schedule in the slightest. Yeah. I think we get the same amount of sleep, but at different times. <laughs> um, right. That is like, so funny. I have read The Flat Share. I didn't like it. Um, hot take. Maybe not, but. Isn't there, a sh- isn't there a show now? Or a movie? It's being made into, I think it's being made into a show. There are so many adaptations out right now or like in the works. From a entertainment standpoint, it is very interesting to see how the book to film pipeline mm-hmm. works and then eventually film to live stage adaptation happens. Oh my god, I can't wait for Akatar live stage. <laughs> I'm. Are you kidding me? There's 100% someone out there who has written an Akatar fan musical. Oh my god! I can guarantee it. And then, and then I can see it now. And Nick is gonna be the ones that flies Reese around. Like oh my Nick, god! Like Nick needs to be hired for that purpose. So that's that's Phoebe's husband, and he knows how to fly people. <laughs> My husband flies people professionally, not like a pilot, but that is so No, like he like flies people, like he makes them fly on stage. He makes magic happen on stage. That is so funny that you made that connection before I ever would have thought of that. I'm like, oh, obviously. What's really funny is that for those like high profile gigs, there would be like a code name that they would come up with. (laughs) <laughs> so because everybody who signs on to projects like that has to like sign like NDAs um, and there was a really high profile show that he worked on in 2017, 2018, where even I had to sign an NDA <laughs> because it was like that top secret. So I'm just trying to think because it's it is like vaguely reminiscent of the project that they're working on, but it's also something like completely unlike it. So it would okay, be like... Okay, well, we're taking this as the moment for me to say that you are my client. We have an attorney-client relationship, and therefore, if you have to sign an NDA, 
I need to review it. So therefore, I get to be privy to the day when Nick gets to fly Reese. And what would the Middengard worm look like on stage? (laughs) It would be like, do you know what um, Parabolus is? It's a, um, like. Sounds familiar. It's a modern dance company. They performed at the Oscars a couple of years ago. I don't know. (laughs) They basically make. They like it's like a group of dancers, and the way that they like move their bodies creates like shapes. So they like have like a screen in front of them, so it's like shadow. It's like also like shadow puppetry in a way. So like they, it's like acrobatic and whatever. I'll send you some videos of it, but I'm just now picturing this group of people with like a silk screen in front of them <laughs> making no, the I- mid and guard worm. <laughs> I want I want Agatar the comedy. Like I want I want someone to make it funny. Oh. Like how good would that be? Like the opening just, like, scene. Like Feyre like kills a wolf. It would be really good, like, like Moulin Rouge style. Which is like the Moulin Rouge movie and musical has it's a musical with original characters but existing music so it's basically like a jukebox musical so like we could take your playlist and that would be the songs but it would be sung by the characters all right there we go we've pitched the whole thing can't wait for it to come to come to the theater yes but speaking of being busy and being back uh, in the podcast recording era, the Taylor Swift era's tour begins shortly. Oh my god. Can we just talk about, so before we started recording, we were talking about like how fast time is going, blah, 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 blah. It was just yesterday that people were like freaking out over the Ticketmaster thing. And I'm like, wait, it's here already? Like people are like going? Like that does not yeah, compete in my tomorrow. brain. I was convinced. I, wow. Because my from my friend Mark was trying to get tickets for us, and he was like, "We didn't get them. We didn't get them. We tried like multiple cities. It just like was not. It was not in our cards." I was convinced that he actually got tickets and was going to surprise me on my birthday. And Ooh. on my birthday, he like gave me a card, and it was like hefty. And I was like, "Oh my god, the tickets are in here! Oh my god!" And then I opened it, and it was a Barnes and Noble gift card. I mean, the next best thing, though. Which was like, wonderful. Is, but I was if like... If you can't go on the Erez tour. I was quite delusional. I'm hoping that she'll come to Toronto because she hasn't announced any international dates. Yeah. And strangely enough, Toronto is closer to me than any of the U.S. cities that we were looking at going to. So I'm hopeful. But anyway. She was like... She, she decided to just like forget that the South existed on her Erez tour. Especially North Carolina. I was like... What I'm sorry, we have like major cities here. I, almost every big concert always comes to Charlotte, and she's spending such like limited time in mm-hmm. each city. There were, a, I think it was the Jewish community was really upset originally because it was only Thursday, Friday nights, and obviously mm-hmm. on Friday nights, if you observe Shabbat, like you can't do that. Right. So I think she added a couple Sundays, or maybe there's like or maybe hmm. it's Friday Saturdays. I don't know. And, that, and then there's a couple hmm. Sundays. I just remember seeing that. Interesting. It is much smaller than I thought. But, oh, did you see? I, apparently she's, well, by the time this goes live, it will be already happened. But she's releasing four new songs at midnight tonight. Oh, absolutely. I saw that. But anyways, 
being back uh, in the swing of things, this happens to me almost every year. And every time the new year comes, I'm like, I'm going to do everything in my power to avoid this happening. But it's just like, it's the cyclical nature of my reading. Um, And I spent February in like probably one of the worst reading slumps I've had since I started talking about books online. Like, yeah, I think I've only mostly reread my favorite books and they were all audio rereads. Like I just couldn't sit. I feel collectively everybody was having a reading slump in February. I I don't know. I, I feel like everybody was saying like, oh my gosh, you're just like not reading, whatever. And I definitely was that way. I feel like I've been in a slump though for pretty much the whole year, but it's not like a slump. It's just that I have not been wanting to reach for a book all the time in my free time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been diversifying what I'm doing, which is totally fine. And I'm like letting myself feel those things. But I guess it was like, it was like, I was not looking forward to picking up what I was reading. Like I wasn't excited to get to pick up my book. It was like, I was excited to finish a book. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, there's a difference oh. between those two. Yes. I think that's such a good way to put it because when I, like I just finished, um, K.L. Walther's new book that's coming out in June. She wrote The Summer of Broken Rules, which was like one of my favorite books in 2021. And her new book, you actually, it takes place in Rhode Island. <gasps> Where? It's, it's it's like a fictional version of St. George's boarding school, which is like fancy. But they like, it's, you know, they like talk about Newport and whatever, because that's like the only <laughs> Providence and Newport and whatever. Small state. Not all that Rhode Island is. I know, small state, big heart. (laughs) We don't deserve to get picked on. (laughs) So, um, Ashley went to college in Rhode Island. If you didn't, yeah. Sorry, I'm such an enigma. Like people are like, I thought you're from Massachusetts, but you live in North Carolina. Like now, why are you mentioning Rhode Island? I went to college in Rhode Island. It's my favorite state. And I love it so much. So Nick was working in, I think we were in Providence. So he was working a job in Providence and it was over Super Bowl in 2018 when the Patriots played the Eagles. And obviously, like, we had no skin in the game. Like, we, (laughs) the Bills were not playing. But he, so they were like, all the guys were like, we just want to get out of here. Because, so if you don't know, like, when you go into a professional theater, there's a home crew that always works there. And then if, like, a tour is coming through, they have, like, a couple people. But so Nick was always, like, you know, the new guy coming into an existing space to set up the fly systems. So all of the existing crew members were like, we got to finish this up early. Like, the game's on. We got to go home. <laughs> like, all this stuff. And he, like, made a comment about the state bird which is not a seagull? <laughs> is it the seagull? In Rhode Island? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Right, but so is they it? were like, I think they like tricked him into being like, oh, what do you think the state bird of Rhode Island is? And <laughs> Nick was like, I don't know, a seagull? And they were like, a seagull? What do you think we are? <laughs> and I always think about that. It's the Rhode Island red. Never, this looks like a chicken. Yeah. It is a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken? Right. Oh, so. my God. Okay, here's the thing you need to know about Rhode Island. One, 
Phoebe, I love you so much, but that was not a Rhode Island accent. That I don't. I can't Boston. do a Rhode Island accent. I can't say I've met enough people from Rhode, Rhode Island. If every Matt, time you go into the airport, welcome to Warwick. Oh God. I can't do it either. I mean, but like <laughs> that sounded exactly like what I just did. I know, and there's also different like dialect. I don't know. Anyway, I love I love Rhode Island. Um, it's the most beautiful. Like it's it's like historic, like mm-hmm. Massachusetts, but Massachusetts knows it's historic and likes to play that card up, you know. Yes, and Rhode Island is a lot more subtle. Lots of like beautiful buildings and just like gorgeous um, views. Yeah, and- I that was one of the options um, when I was trying to pick my bachelorette party location before you know. Yeah, we had a pandemic. My friend who lives in Georgia and was planning at my, ma- my matron of honor, she was like, I think we've got two options. We can go Charleston or we can go to Newport. And our wedding was supposed to be in June. And I was like, it's still going to be cold in Newport if we go in like April yeah, or May. So I was like, I want to go somewhere warm. So we chose Charleston. But Newport is like a huge bachelorette location. Yeah. my One of my best friends, her bachelorette was in Newport last year. And I was such a, like, loser. I was like, we were, like, in Newport at the bars there and, like, doing the whole thing. And, and they were like, all right, we had a party bus. So we, um, they were like, we wanted to just like hang out on the bus because it was like you know safer and it just like was like more fun and we had like coolers with all of our drinks and whatever so we wanted to hang out on the bus but they couldn't just like let us hang out on the bus we had to be driving somewhere and so my friends were like Ashley you know the area and I was like yeah let's go to my college like (laughs) town I love that. So we took we took the party bus over the Mount Hope Bridge and ended up in small, tiny little Bristol. And um, we went to the bars that I went to when I was in college. So I was like, this is this bar and this is this. And it was so um, nostalgic for me because that was my first time I had been back in Bristol. And it was like a, it was like a Thursday night and all the locals were like, <laughs> what is going on? Oh, but that's, that sounds so... Fun. Because we left Newport. Like, Newport obviously is, like, you know, going to be, like, having all – there was another bachelorette party that we ran into, whatever. And we just, like – we did that. But then we then went, like, to to a, a much sleepier town. <laughs> it would be, like, a great setting for, like, a rom- – oh, that's actually – so um, this author that I met through TikTok, all of – she lives in Bristol – and she went to Roger Williams, like I did, and she has a whole small town romance series set there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the What are they called? Best. Like it's called the Bristol Bay series. I absolutely need to read those. Yeah. So I've got them and the covers are so she just did new covers for them and they're so pretty. And like, oh my gosh, they're I haven't read them yet, but I'm so excited because I'm like all I've wanted. Brittany I love Nicole. small town. Yes, yes. And I just, like, love the idea of – I mean, I just love Bristol so much. And I've always wanted – so – well, I'm all over the place. (laughs) Kate Canterbury is also, I think, from the New England area, Boston area, maybe. I don't know. But a lot of her books are set, like, around here. So In a Jam, which is one of my favorite reads of 2022, um, 
is set in a fictional town in Rhode Island called Friendship. And she mentions Mount Hope, which is um, near Bristol um, in that book. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this gave me the vibes of like my favorite town, like this beautiful, small, sleepy town that is set in like a historic area. It's um, Bristol's home of the first 4th of July party um our the main street is decorated or like the the line down the middle of our main street is red white and blue instead of yellow um and it's just like very it's just very quaint I guess is the best way to say it and the people are so sweet and kind and like in college they would not like nobody locks locks their doors just in case like somebody you know can't get home and like needs a place to sleep like literally that's the type of college town it is um i love that so much i just looked up there is a oh sorry beasley's barking um there's a book in this series that's the i think it's the final one and it's called a very merry margarita (laughs) mix-up oh my god it's you and it looks like it's the holiday book and I think he's a firefighter based off of the cover. And there, this is making my New England heart so happy. There is a sailboat with a wreath on it, which is like <laughs> one of my favorite images of, you know how people like, oh, like the red truck with the Christmas tree in it? No, 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 no. This Connecticut the girl sailboat. needs the sailboat. I was going to say, wreath. your Connecticut is showing. <laughs> um, I'm so going to read that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm so like... How fun is that? But anyways, why why were we even talking about this? I was reading K.L. Walther's new book, What Happens After Midnight, which is set in Rhode Island. And it was one of those – so like when you're in a reading slump and you're like, oh, I just want to pick something up. But then you read that book that like makes – it all makes sense why you love to read. And, like, that was one of those mm. books for me because, like, I I stayed up super late to finish it. Like, I didn't want to put it down. Like, I just have felt like my focus has, like, gone out the window because I've just been so tired. And yeah. it reading used to be something that recharged me, but I felt like I was hating all of these books. Or not hating, but I was just not feeling motivated to read because – it was taking so much effort to like focus yeah. in on them. But then I got this book that like immediately hooked my interest. So now I'm like chasing that high again. <laughs> I'm like Which like that's what gets you that's what gets everybody to read is yeah. you read the one book and then you're chasing that high of that feeling. I mean, that's why after I read, you know, for example, well actually Serpent and Dove was the first fantasy book I read. But after I read that, I was like, I wanted to chase this high. And I like immediately bought every fantasy book I could imagine, which of course the next series was A Court of Thorns and Roses. And like we know how that ended up. Which was like like, this this time of year, like three years ago, which is wild. Wild. I remember when you read Serpent and Dove and then when you flew home because you were in Big Bear. I was in Big Bear for my friend Lane's bachelorette party the like literally the last week in February and or it was the week in February where the first case hit LAX which is where I was flying out out of like that was and that was the last trip I I, nobody knew that that was the last time we were going to be like leaving for so long but yeah on that plane ride home I read 
Serpent and Dove, which was my first fantasy book. Like, how, like, serendipitous is that whole experience? Like, yeah. I, I started reading fantasy before we all really needed an escapism. Right. But, like, I think, like, oh. didn't you, you came home and then, like, you, like, didn't go to work the next day or something so that you could finish it? Like, you already had the day yeah. off, but, like, your boss was like, if you can come in. And, and you're like, like, no, yeah. I have to stay home and finish this book. I'm so busy. I'm so, <laughs> I'm I, like, so can busy. picture the – obviously, because you, like, took pictures of it. But, like, that, like, yellow bookmark that you have with the tassel, like, yeah. in that book. Like, that's how much is it, like, embedded in my mind. So So I feel like the point of this uh, episode, which <laughs> – could you tell there was a point to this episode? I don't know. We never stay on it. But it was to talk about, you know, what happens when you get into a slump and how do you get out of it? And why do you go in that? Like, why do they happen? And all mm-hmm. those things. And so I feel like, you know, one way you get into a slump is you read something so good that you just keep trying to find something else that matches that feeling. And if it doesn't, then it's like DNF, 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 or just like not hooking you the same way. But I think the opposite is when you haven't read anything mind-blowing. Like you've read a whole bunch of like okay reads and you start to get into this this pattern of like, okay, why am I reading? Like am I reading just to check another book off on my tally of how many books I've read or am I reading because it, it gives me something, it provides me with something. And for me, I feel like I kind of was just going through the motions of – picking up a new book and whatever and that's what always puts me in a slump and Mm -hmm. I also have the horrible habit of starting like having 20 I quite literally have 20 books that I'm technically currently reading so I just can't like stay focused and then because I'm not staying focused I'm not like getting immersed in one book over others Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like why I get into slumps I don't know about you I, well, I get into slumps for the same reason of, like, either I finish something that is, like, so good or, and I just, I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this and nothing compares, but I also get into slumps when my schedule is so thrown off and Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, then you, you know, I was balancing, obviously, like, my freelance work, my teaching gigs, and then I was involved in two productions. And one of them was a limited engagement. It was because we performed with the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra, which, wow, the orchestra union, I'm in the wrong union because they really take care of people there. (laughs) Um, But it was just, it was a lot. And I was so exhausted that I like wasn't Like, if I don't read in the morning, I find it so hard to pick up a book throughout the rest of the day because I'm, you know, my mind is elsewhere and I'm not thinking about, like, the book that I'm reading. So, for me, it's, like, purely schedule, which I'm just a very, like, routine-oriented person. Um, And then also, when I'm – I used to have a really hard time DNFing books And that is one reason why I struggle with really long books lately, Um, which is strange because, like, I read, like, Icebreaker, which, like, is, like, 500 pages in a day because I was just, like, oh, my God, gobbled it up. But I almost bought 
you bought the new Lucy Score book, that Forever and Ever book recently. Mm-hmm. That cover mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. Like, that's the most, it's like. so pretty. It's, like, the most like, BB be- cover ever. It is. To be fair, that's the reason I bought it. I was like, ooh. Right? It's a chunky paperback, which, you know, I love. Um, not because I want to read that many pages, but I just love the way it feels. And then the cover was so pretty. And then yeah. I turn it around and it's that little island that I can't even pronounce. Ma- Mackinac Island? Mackinac, I don't know. Yeah, which I also. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Also love Mackinac Island. I almost bought it today, but then I like put it down. I was like, I think this is something I need to read on my Kindle first just in case it get because like yeah. I've read a one Lucy score book I read Maggie moves on which was one of her trad pub books and I didn't I just got that did lo- you like it I, just, I, I didn't um, love it and I haven't read things we never got over which I've, I've heard, heard like things about that though as well I I think that she's an author who either you either like love or don't like because she's like an Emily Henry in that way yeah, because sure, her writing is very distinct, and she takes her time with her characters, which not everyone loves. Some people, especially like plot-driven readers, are like, get to the mm. freaking point here. So I, I want to read it because I want to own that, but I, I need to get into the habit of like either reading it from my library or reading it on my Kindle first before I like bring another physical book into my house that I'm not I was just sure. thinking... I was I was just having this exact same thought. I mean, clearly I don't follow my own advice, but I have been reading so much on my Kindle. Like I don't even I I never thought that this would be my life. I never thought that I would be reading exclusively on a Kindle. You used to reading hate reading when we first started the oh podcast, and we would get like e-arcs. Like, we would get e-arcs, um, like digital copies of books when we would have authors on and I'd be like okay actually like it's sent to your kindle and she'd be like oh I hate reading on my kindle like I, over, I just had this thought the other day because I was looking back for I'm putting together like all of my favorite quotes from um a bunch of different books and one of them was how to fail flirting and I was like oh I really like for cohesiveness I'm going to like have the kindle quotes and I'm like, oh, like I don't really want to have to buy this on um, on my Kindle because I have the hard copy, right? And then I was like, oh, but the you we had the e-arc, and I remember thinking, and that's how I read it, and I forgot. I, forgot I read that I on my that, right? iPad. I read that pre-Kindle. You guys, I don't think you understand how like anti-e-reading I was. I was like, absolutely not. It's not the same experience. It's not a good. It's not. I I like I I think I thought that I would like dislike the book because I was reading it on which is so you, ridiculous I know I know it's not trending anymore but you need to make a TikTok with that sound that's like oh I hate people who work at the bank I work at the <laughs> bank because you like I I do all the correspondence with publishers and so Ashley would be like you have to get hard copies like we need physical arts and I'd be like oh my god like <laughs> That's so much harder wow, to I'm get. So and now they kidding. just like it's so funny because like now they just like show up unannounced and I'm like, oh we I just, didn't we just get the hard copies in the mail. I'm like, okay, but like where's my ER? Right. <laughs> like, um, like where's my e copy? I need it on the Kindle. So anyways, I literally like I read exclusively on the Kindle. And I so I just started this book. So Karina Hallie is one of my favorite authors that I've discovered over the past year. And I've read all of her, um, or not all of it, but like I've read a good amount of her contemporary, but she also has some fantasy 
stuff. And so I was um, in an effort to – so one of my tips for busting a slump is to switch genres. So if you've been mm-hmm. reading a whole bunch of books in one genre, just try something new. Like, you know, maybe it, like, wakes up your brain and, I don't know, sends off, like, different neurons in your brain. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I don't know a single thing about science. It's a palate cleanser. Um, yeah. And then, like, it doesn't need to be – I used to say – which is so ironic. I used to read, you know, a lot of heavy books and then I'd be like, oh, my palate cleansers would be like a rom-com. And now my reading is so drastically different that like my, the rom-coms and the like contemporary romance and the, you know, all, all of that is like my normal. And so I need to like go to something else for a palate cleanser, but like sometimes fantasy can be like, that's not really, that's like a palette that's like a meal right like that's not just like a little like amuse bouche you have um so i anyways but i do think it's like very helpful to switch into a different genre and i feel like fantasy romance paranormal romance is like just tangentially like you know you're still in the your preferred like format of a book like you still are guaranteed your hea like i don't think i will ever make it a I don't think that Ashley of 2023 and beyond will ever be able to go back to books that don't have a happy ending yeah Um, or like some type of romance through line in them like it has to it has to end happily like there there no people cannot die at the end of my books my (laughs) like I know I totally understand that which talking about cannot believe that like 2020 like 2020 Phoebe could not believe that 2023 Phoebe is saying this but lately my like slump busters have been a YA thriller like I know that's something so that, wild to me I know Miss, I don't like <laughs> I don't it, like thrillers but I love a YA thriller because there's always like or I really like the Finley Donovan style oh my books. god I just there? realized you why you need to go back and read all of Megan Miranda. That's what started my reading journey. That's what started me here on this account was Megan Miranda. She's a North Carolina author. She is one of my favorite authors. She writes YA mystery and they're like always, she always has a sub romance plot and it is so, oh my God, you need to read all of them. She has a new book coming out. I know. They sent it to me. (laughs) Oh my God, Phoebe. Mm, Casual little flex there. But I just, like, I love it because they're, it's usually, like, low stakes, so it doesn't, like, actually scare me. But I always, there's always, like, a good friend group that makes it compelling. Um, yeah. And then also, this is one of my slump-busting tips, and or it's, like, a slump preventative, um, where do you have it set on your Kindle that everything automatically gets add to, added to Goodreads is currently reading? I thought I, I I thought I did, and I think I still do, but I feel like sometimes my new Kindle doesn't. Do oh, that. okay. Well, but I think yes. I don't have that, and I do not add a book to my currently reading list until I've read it for a day. <laughs> like it has to like pass a day of like holding my attention. because that used to be something. like once it was added to my currently reading, I was like, well, gotta finish it now. Because mm. I, I hate hated leaving things, like, unfinished, and that just... Wow, are you in Enneagram 3 or something? Yes, I am. <laughs> I like to 
finish things. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So I don't do that anymore. I literally, like, the book must prove itself to me. (laughs) That's the most unhinged sentence I've ever said. (laughs) Well, you know, me being an Enneagram 1, maybe the reason why I can't not do that is because then I feel like I'm not being fully truthful because I did start the book. (laughs) Oh, my God. We cannot be. See, I'm like, oh, if it's not in the currently reading, it never happened. (laughs) And I'm like... If I don't have it in my currently reading, then then I am being deceptive. So that book that I started four years ago that I'm still at 20%, it's still in there. Oh my God, can't relate. Can't relate. No, no. Like it actually pains me. Like I won't, and I won't even, um, like, oh my gosh, what book was it? Lilac um, by B.B. Reed. I was at 97% of that book. I think for like two years and I was like I should just mark this complete like I finished the book at this point right and I was like nope and I had to like find I had to like re-download it onto Kindle Unlimited and like finish it because I was like I can't mark this complete even though like in my heart like I did finish it like I don't know why I put it down I do this all the time it's there's there's something there (laughs) but I in my mind I have finished the book but I actually haven't so I can't Mark it. I have never marked it finished unless I actually finished it. But, like, to me, I would be like, oh, just finish the last 3%. Like, what is the point? Like, even if you hate it, just finish it. So I just started River of Shadows, which is, like, a dark fantasy romance. Um, And, oh, my God, I'm very – let me read you the synopsis. I just started it. So, like, I'm on chapter three or something. When 24-year-old Hannah's estranged father dies, she reluctantly takes makes a trip to northern Finland for his funeral. Being in the enchanted land of ice and snow feels miles away from Hannah's busy life back in Los Angeles, especially under the complicated circumstances. But when Hannah discovers that her father's body is missing, that's when things get really weird. A mysterious man, Rasmus, tells Hannah the truth. Her father was a powerful shaman who went into the realm of dead in order to barter for more life and has been held held captive by the god of death the only way her father can be freed is if she travels into the mystical underworld to rescue him willing to do anything to have a second chance with her father hannah accompanies resmus into the dark and bloody realm traveling via the river of shadows until she finally um gets to death and he captures her and holds her prisoner and there's where the love story begins Ooh. so it's gonna good. be first of all it's dark it's dark i assume um it's really sad at the beginning she thinks her father's dead and um but like i saw like god of death and captor captive and i was like needed nice. it I, I was like, read Akamath. Yeah, I haven't read a fantasy in so long. And I have not had the... Well, I guess I, I read Crescent City too, but I have not had the urge. Yeah, and I hadn't really, but I was like, you know what? I just want to do some... Well, I got it on audio. And the audio production so far is phenomenal. Anyways, the whole point of me mentioning this was to say I have the physical copy and I'm going to try, I have the audiobook and I have the physical copy. And I'm going to try my very hardest not to buy the ebook. Oh, but you will. And I, if 
Phoebe, have faith in me. You know, like, come on. You know what? I just, I truly think that there are worse things. Especially, like, uh, I want to start actually, because I'm like, oh, the Kindle Unlimited, like, or I have, like, my NetGalley e-copies, but I'm like, I really should, like, e-books are, I was, at the end of the year, I got into these, like, rabbit holes of, like, consumer reports on, like, what style of reading, like, uh, produces the most like f- like fiscally is the most like uh, biggest investment and physical mm-hmm. books like still win out and audiobooks are second and ebooks make up for like I think less than 10% of the market or something and I'm really? like I find that wild because they're more sustainable obviously like and it's just so convenient for me to read on my e-reader like I still want to try the Kobo because I love what their company stands for but I just think like I got one of those Kindle remote page turners recently and Mm -hmm. I'm just like thinking I'm like you know like in the future like if we ever have kids and you know like that's such a great thing to have or like um, when you need to like be like you still can make time for it but be hands-free so, I don't know. I just... I, I, I know... S- Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, that surprised me a lot about the e-reader, even though we started this by me saying that I was, like, adamantly opposed by the e-reader for so long. But, like, honestly, I just... I read faster. Um, I love the highlight feature like, so much. Um, yes. I love that I can read... Like, I was reading a physical book in bed last night, and I had... Um, I wasn't using my around the neck book light because I don't know mm-hmm. why I was using a different one. And I like said to Nick, I was like, oh my God, this is so hard to like get into a comfortable position. And yeah. I just, I love being able to read in any light on, on my e-reader. Right. And I hate to tell you this because I know you don't need me to influence you in this way. You want me to get the Oasis. Yes, I know. I I don't want you to get the Oasis because I think that they're going to come out with a new one by the end of this year. So I want you to get that one. But it, I, I never thought, I, I was, I was saying this to my friend Morgan the other day. I was like, I feel like when I talk about the Oasis, I feel like I'm an Android user. (laughs) Like it's giving me, it's giving me major like. But our camera is better. The overall quality is better. And then the Apple user is like, mm, but it's not Apple. Like, that's how I feel when I try to, like, compel somebody towards the Oasis over the Paperwhite. Because the Paperwhite is for sure, like, the cooler of the Kindles. But, like, I'm telling you, there's something about the Oasis. Like, I – oh, my gosh. Anyways, that wasn't the point. What I was going to say is another um, slump-busting tip for me is if you are just like can't get into a book but you don't want to abandon the book and you're like I feel like if I just push through like I will get to that breaking point because we've all been there like the first 15% of a book you may be like I know I'm gonna love this but I'm just like not in the right headspace or I can't get myself in the right headspace my number one advice is to switch the format that you're reading it in get the audiobook um try it on an e-reader adjust your fonts if you already have it on the e-reader adjust your font size or your margins um like sometimes this that little switch like going from like making making the font bigger can like actually help me focus more um 
or, you know, like I said, switching, going to a physical book and start tabbing, try to like be more of like an active participant in your reading experience. Um, Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Or like another thing that I sometimes try to do is like research something in the book or do an activity that like relates to the book to try to if it and again don't do this with every book that you like don't care about but if it's a book that you like really want to read and you're very excited about and you have have it on a good authority that you're gonna love it but you're just like struggling a little bit or you're not sure if it's the right time like I will look up the playlist that is associated with the book or like um I don't know if it's set in a a specific town I will like look up that town and like look at pictures or like look up fan art as long as you're not worried about spoilers or like just like do something to like activate the rest of your senses and that has really like it's gotten me more excited I guess about the reading yeah all right I think we should end this on giving one or two recommendations of recent reads that that were like you want everybody to read right now yeah agreed Uh, it's something that would bust your slump yeah yeah do you want me to go first okay (laughs) yeah because I just talked for a while Okay, so I recently read, this is a great example of how, like, the audio production of the story, like, I loved, um, was Lost in the Neverwoods by Aidan Thomas, who is also the author of Cemetery Boys, and they are a trans author, so if you're looking I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you're looking. That that's who wrote it. Yeah, and um, it. I went out and bought a physical copy as well just because with everything going on right now, you know, spending a little bit of money in support of a trans artist meant something to me because I loved this book. It's like a dark YA slash new adult. I would say it goes toward more towards new adult because the characters are 18 um, retelling of Peter Pan which I have just gone down the rabbit hole of. I've got some like dark romance Peter Pans. I've got some graphic novels. It's just like that's where my brain is right now and it's been really, really fun. But I highly recommend Lost in the Neverwoods by Aidan Thomas. It does address some heavier topics like grief, but it's almost like um, an urban fantasy in a way because it's taking this story that we all know very well but it's set in modern times and then there's like a surprise to it that like totally threw me and I loved it like I loved the take that Aiden Thomas had on it okay me for a slump buster my sweet wreck is part of your world oh my gosh by Abby Jimenez. I am so obsessed with this book and and this is why I feel like it's a good contender to get you out of a slump is that I think no matter what format you read it in, it's a 10 out of 10. The physical book, 10 out of 10. The audio book production is phenomenal. It's um, Zachary Weber and Julia Whalen who are like literally the all-stars, the goats of narrating and mm-hmm. – they do such a phenomenal job, specifically Zachary Weber. The way that he just like his voice is Daniel Grant and the way that he executes some of the more like, 
emotionally driven scenes in that book like you can hear that quiver in his voice and it's Mm. just oh my gosh it's phenomenal and so I just think if you're you know somebody that you need to like um, rest your eyes and you need to take a break from eyeball reading and you need to listen to your books that it is a phenomenal like book to just like remind you why you love reading Mm -hmm. and to remind you that like audiobooks are such a gift um I I just think that that's like a great 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 book all around I'd recommend it for anybody loved it I am looking at the ones that I want to recommend and two of them are not out until this summer but they were like you're such a tease I know it's not fair but whatever so one I will recommend right now um, is The Reunion by Kayla Olson. It's a second chance romance. It's two former child stars who were like best friends when they were on a like Boy Meets World-esque TV show when they were um, teenagers. And then they're doing a like one hour Netflix style like reboot. And the stakes are that, you know, if the reunion is successful – then that maybe they'll get picked up for a season and there are you know with anything like a show like that there are breakout stars and then there are people who haven't worked so there's like you know a bunch of people who really want the reboot to happen and then the lead is like well you know I'm kind of doing other things and all of that but they just had this like so it's like second chance childhood friends and celebrity romance and it's just like it was really good i really enjoyed it it's also a fantastic audiobook i've seen it floating around and i didn't realize like it's i didn't realize it was kind of like i don't don't know i think i thought it was like a christina lauren type book kind of i don't know kind of but it was good i really enjoyed it it was great on audio i don't know if i would have read would have loved eyeball reading it but i liked the audio like it held my attention it was like I was trying to do more chores in order to listen Mm. to it yeah Um, yes which is like always the best book yes all right well we hope that some of these tips help you break out of your slumps always 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 leave us recommendations of what you are reading right now what books you want us to talk about and read together because we are always crowdsourcing for recommendations And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like, comment, or review on um, Apple Podcasts or Amazon or wherever you get your podcasts. We're there, and we love you for it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.